Welcome to the Power of Prayer podcast. This program is a ministry of All Saints Church in Lakeland, Florida. Each conversation is unique because of the topics and participants who join the Reverend Kathy Hewlin in the discussion. It's our hope that by listening to these testimonies and discussions, your openness to hearing from God in prayer will grow and change the way you love Him, yourself, and others. On today's podcast, I am joined by Jay Geary and Vicki Chastang. And on our topic today, I have brought kind of a part two of a conversation that happened a little over a month ago. And the prompt I wrote for us is to say, when we have darkness in our lives, or we experience that in some way, but we know we want to return to God's love, how do we do that? And I want to break this down if it's okay and start with actually our goal of what does it look like to be in God's love? Because I think sometimes we, d- we don't have a clear sense of that and it might look different for different people. I think the first thing I want to offer, and I know we'd all agree because this would be quick to come off of our tongues, but is to have a sense of peace, mm-hmm. right? Right. To just be... Yeah feel like there's there's no other want there's nothing it's the lord is my shepherd i shall not want is to just really trust and believe in that that sense of peace and knowing that god's care and love is there um, but why don't we just expand what are some other ways that we could talk about that we are looking to be in god's love what are we striving for or hoping for hmm. well um for me, it's exactly what you said. It's it's the peace, but also for healing. Um, we, I think, really want to know. We hear all the stories about healing in the Bible, all the miracles, and would hope that we could appropriate those same things to our own lives through our trust in Jesus and our belief in Him. And they're wonderful, wonderful examples of people who who believed in him so strongly that they just knew that, you know, like Mary and Martha just knew that Lazarus would not have died had he come. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, for us to, you know, have the presence of God in our lives to feel healing. But the other thing is to increase our faith, I think. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a big, a big one, Mm -hmm. faith and healing and peace. And I heard the word hope as you were also yes. s- expressing that. Mm-hmm. Our hope is in the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. having that those words then before us, if we're looking to move towards God's love, is just to have a hopeful mindset. Because that's mm-hmm. not always our mindset, even if we want it to be, but something about telling ourselves to have a hopeful mindset repositions the way we see something that you know a variety of perspectives could be articulated about the same event you know it's when someone says i see the sky is blue i see it's a different color but being able to use a hopeful lens in the way that we look at life i think keeping an attitude of gratitude Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. important i think and i believe if we maintain our peace um, our hope our faith and our gratitude, then fear and anxiety have no place. That's a, those are all very good weapons to push those things away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
you know, our our lives are way much different, very different. Yes. So. And so we hadn't mentioned fear or anxiety, but you just brought that in. And that is clearly a barrier for us to be able to, to move to the place of God's love. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes just identifying, understanding that that's what's going on. It's, it can be masked in such a way that you don't even, you just lived life with that understanding for so long that you, you haven't identified that there's a fear exactly. that is there. Exactly. Well, I think there's a, there's a level of fear in, in every day of our lives. I mean, uh, for something that might happen to us, some sickness might befall us or some other accident. And particularly when we're ill, I mean, it's, if it's a serious illness like cancer or something along those lines, you know, it's a day-to-day struggle sometimes to just have the belief that, or have the trust in Jesus to be able to say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm yours, you know, you've got my back, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, moving towards the, the love of God, I think, depends a lot on how much you trust Him. Mm-hmm. Faith and trust are, are both, they're, they're the two sides of the same coin basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, the more you trust Jesus, the more faith you'll have in him. And the more faith you'll have in him, the easier it is to trust in him. (laughs) So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a situation where depending on the circumstances that you find yourself in, that seems to me to be the, the the basic, um, the basic building block from which to go forward and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, establish your faith in, in, in the Lord. Um, I think of, we talked the other day about, about Jairus and his daughter who was dying. Mm-hmm. And all the people came to him and said, you know, you don't, you know your daughter's dying, you know, and he, he gets Jesus to come with them and they walk towards the house. And then some people come out and say, oh, don't, worry, don't bother the teacher, your daughter's dead. I mean, I can't imagine what Jairus must have felt when he heard that. Mm-hmm. People telling him that his daughter had died after he'd come to find Jesus to bring him with him to, to his house. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know that for my own children, I mean, the idea of, of something happening to them is just be just absolutely catastrophic, right? Crushing. I mean, it's not it's not my, you know, illness or my disease or whatever, but it's it's an experience in my life that would just shatter me. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so to place your trust in Jesus, I mean, Jesus' response to Jairus was, you know, don't be afraid, just believe. And. Jairus, I guess he did. He didn't say, yeah, yes, sir, or, you know, or what do you mean by that? But no, he, he didn't say anything, but, but Jesus was very, very clear in his statement to him, don't, don't be afraid, just believe. Mm-hmm. And he came to the house, and of course, uh, he asked the, the little girl to stand up, and she did, and she was, she was raised from the dead, yes. basically. I mean, I don't yes, think was. there was no, that's, that's one of the first instances in the, in the New Testament where Jesus actually brought somebody back from death. Mm-hmm. And you know how Jairus must have felt at that point. I mean, I, you know, just overwhelming release and relief uh, that that would have brought to him would have been inexpressible, I think. And there really isn't much of an expression in the in the Bible about what Jairus actually said or did after Correct. that. He basically accepted it, and and Jesus went on his way after he told the people outside who who were laughing at him when they when he said she's asleep. Uh, he's, you know. The proof is in the pudding. She came out, I guess, and, and put them all to shame. So, she was hungry. She asked for food. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, but that that's a situation I think where where the trust that Jairus had in the Lord. He didn't he didn't argue with him, saying, "Oh no, no you you're full of it. You know, I'm I'm not going to trust you." 
he he went along with what Jesus said, mm -hmm. and and of course, we know the we know the answer to that. I mean, it's not it's not a spoiler, but you know, we know how that all turned out. Yes. But I think that that having trust in the, in the power of Jesus and letting that trust just kind of just sink into your into your being and and just it's the notion that okay, Lord, you've got this. Mm -hmm. I'm 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 ceding to you all of my concerns and worries and that's hard 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 to do you know help me do that mm -hmm. you know i mean there's a prayer that that catholics pray called the, the chapel of divine mercy where they say you know my jesus i trust in you and that's that's part of it and um you know when you've given yourself over to the lord to to, to trust him i think that is you're 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 almost there so okay. that's that's would be my Thank you, Jay. So, so <laughs> uh, what I would love, because you mentioned, you know, there are plenty of people in Scripture that Jesus had an encounter with them, and we only have that moment of encounter, and we don't get to track, we don't have a novel that tells us the rest of their life, you know, about the rest of the story. Um, but what I would love is for us to just kind of play that out. Well, what does that look like? Because when we have those encounters where we know God has done something special and beautiful in our lives like how do we see that as a building block that we can't retreat from that but we want to go to the next step we want to go to the you know keep trusting more and step out in faith with that right and uh so i just think that's a testimony that we need to put before everyone our listeners to, to then make the next step so if he's had that experience where do we go from here almost like we're writing those narratives out. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that you mentioned the prayer for divine mercy. Say that one more time. The Chaplet of Divine Mercy, mm -hmm. it's called. Mm -hmm. and my, what, Je my Jesus, I trust in you. So if someone were to just take that sentence for a prayer sentence and maybe write it out, put it on a card so it's in a spot that you see on a regular basis, and make that something that you pray throughout the day, like that would be like a building block that you would keep growing from that, right? Because at some point it would just be internal. It's it's in you and like you step into it because the Holy Spirit, God enlivens it in some way as you want to trust it more. And Absolutely. More. Uh -huh. It becomes really, like you said, in, ingrained in mm -hmm. our spirits and in our minds that that's what we how we automatically respond mm -hmm. to our circumstances or just just walking through life when we wake up in the morning my jesus i trust in you amen I trust in you for this day yes so. yes i recently watched a video of um, an english vicar who went uh, to Egypt, and he was in pursuit of following one of the Desert Fathers. He was going to spend three weeks in silence out in the mountainside. And it was the way that they filmed it was fascinating because they would take these little moments where he was not quite sure, kind of asking, why am I doing this to myself? Did people really live this way? Why did they live this way? And by the end of the three weeks, it was because he trusted in the process, he trusted in the prayers. And at one moment, it was that type of prayer of just saying words over and over again, that um, that they captured that. And it seemed like he was going to be saying that for eight hours, nonstop, that he was going to pray for God's mercy on his life. So mm -hmm. by the end of the three weeks, it was like he was glowing, that he really had learned a lot more about his faith in God, his, yep. his own personhood and 
his relationship in the Lord just went that next step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so just all sorts of things happening there. But I love that he was intentional, that he wanted, he knew he was going into a dark place of sorts, but he got to another side, a little bit lighter on the other side and was intentional in his relationship. So intentionality, I think, is a big part of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. that definitely. We have to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, you you don't get it by just a hit and miss, you know, come to church on Sunday morning and, you know, maybe volunteer and do some things at the church. This is a very intimate, personal relationship that is developed through intentionally spending time with the Lord and learning to hear his voice and speaking with him mm-hmm. and just communing with him. Um, so there's a great deal that there's a lot in that word. Mm-hmm. I hate to I hate to drop back on the Catholics again, but I know that you know nuns and the religious in the in the Catholic faith, particularly with nuns, they consider themselves brides of Christ. I mean, it's, it's a marriage. It's mm-hmm. not just a oh yeah, I'm here. I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever you know the Mother Superior tells me to do. It's it's a marriage between the individual and Jesus Christ. And I mean, I'm not saying that that we rush out and do exactly the same thing, but I think it's 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 a level of of commitment on a on a constant basis. I mean, it's a give and take with with God. Uh, you're not just saying, um, you know, gee, thanks for the for the grace today, but it's it's something that's with you all the time. You're with somebody in a in a very real um, interpersonal relationship that that just builds your faith if you if you let it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. I mean, obviously, people are going to have times where they where their faith gets tried. And they don't know exactly what to do, but you know that's. I think that's to be expected. But I mean, that's the devil, you know, putting himself in, in between you and Jesus. But you say, no, 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 no. I'm, I trust Jesus. That's it. And uh, that's. I think that's enough in in many instances to just to to uh, keep your fight, keep your faith strong, and keep your commitment to Jesus um, front and center. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's so easy to just shove it back and say, well, I'm too too busy, you know, whatever. But it's a daily, daily, almost a, an hour by hour, moment by moment kind of uh, relationship. So, mm-hmm. And that's the building block. Mm-hmm. So when you are faced, <clears throat> it's just like working out and exercising and getting fit. So, so that uh, spiritually, when you are faced with those trials or with a crisis, you immediately respond out of your strength and not re- respond out of weakness and, and you know, just, why me, Lord, you know, or, or anything like that. We have the uh, the artillery and we have the ammunition in, and the tools in our tool belt yes. to pull it out and know how to fight the enemy, know how to address whatever challenge we're facing. Yes. Um, and that comes through building relationship because we can only trust when trust is built. It's not something that just happens, well stated. you yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, with a snap of a finger or a blink of an eye. And, you know, you have to get to know someone to be able to trust them and know that you can count on them and they've got your back. And, you know, they're always there. And that's built through relationship, Mm -hmm. through constant relationship. And Mm -hmm. we have to have that. Mm -hmm. So I've been... um, in one of the classes in preparing people for confirmation, um, this point of talking about 
having an inquiring, discerning heart. That's a, a prayer as part of baptism and wanting people that are pursuing to be confirmed in the faith that you would be intentional about being with God, having the relationship, developing that. And I know that that's still for a lot of people that can just feel like a foreign, how do I grab onto that? How do I understand? Help me to take a step forward. So maybe I'm in the darkness, kind of like John's gospel. There's lots of references to being in the darkness, moving towards light. So maybe the darkness for someone might be that they just don't understand what a personal relationship could be or look like. How could we move them the next step forward into the light? What might that be? I like your your point, Vicki, and I think it's because of what you're saying, Kathy, and that is that the more you trust in the Lord, the more you have faith in the Lord. It's it's almost like you you use the um, the reference to the working out. You develop mm -hmm. almost like muscle memory, but it's like soul memory that you know that you can fall back on. That becomes almost not automatic, but it's, it's very intentional. But but still, it's not something you've got to struggle with to to get you to the place you need to be with the Lord in a given right. set of circumstances, and that's that's that takes. Training it takes it takes prayer. It takes, you know, doing it um, on a regular basis so that your 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 mind and your soul and your body, mind, and spirit are all you know keyed up for that and ready to go. I was as you're speaking, I'm hearing the word reflex. It becomes reflexive. reflexive correct. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's it, it becomes very reflexive for us. You know, so and I'm thinking about um, just my own journey, knowing that it was in my 20s that I made a profession of faith. And yet when I was a child around fourth grade, so like 10 years old, that there was a husband and wife missionary couple that came to a Baptist church in Pennsylvania where I lived at the time. They were asking people, do you want to say yes to Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And I remember sitting there and putting my hand up, yes, but I didn't really know the full impact of that. But I know anyone that goes around and does that kind of ministry that they would have been praying for the people in the room. So anybody peppered along my path, particularly in my late high school, early college, I can encountered several people that were faith-filled people. They were following Christ and they were sharing their life with me, their testimony with me. So I don't know if that they prayed for me, but I believe that they did. So just kind of asking God if I need to, I want to move forward. I want to have a relationship with you. So just in faith and trusting to just ask God, help me in this. And I'm yes. not sure everyone does that, but that would be counsel that I would give to just start saying yes. Because in our faith journey, that always helps the next thing that we want, right? That we're just saying, right. like, exactly. I want to, I want to mm -hmm. receive baptism. And so then ask, ask the Lord for that. And I think um, as we do that, Another thing we can ask the Lord to do is to send send people across our path that will help us help us grow, help yes. us in our growth and guide us. And um, I know that's that has been one thing that in in my personal walk that the Lord put people in my path that just kind of took me along, linked arms and took me alongside them and helped me grow and helped me mature and taught me and trained me to do some of the things that I learned to do. And um, I, I encourage people to pray, you know, send people across my path 
put my feet in the right place to receive the things that you want me to receive mm-hmm. and asking you shall receive. You know, you ask the Lord for more. He's, he'll give you more. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the prayer of Jabez would say, Lord, enlarge my tent stakes. You know, that's always a really powerful prayer. It was very popular what, 20, 30 years ago, I mm-hmm. guess. And the book was out and people had it on their refrigerators and everything. But the basis of the prayer is enlarge my tent stakes. Well, when you ask for that, the Lord will give it to you. He'll give in the measure that you're ready for. Exactly. Yes. Step by step by step. Yes. yes. He won't put you out. You know, he won't. He will not put you in Africa ministering to the um, <laughs> the uh, natives. <laughs> Although he might send you to the jungle of Belize <laughs> and you will minister to the Indians <laughs> in 98-degree well, weather. <laughs> well, I think a lot, of, a lot of the problems some people have is that they don't, know how to, they don't know how to approach the Lord. They don't know how to pray. You're right, they exactly. Don't, they, they don't know how to speak to God in a way that is true to their own needs, but also in a way that's respectful and... and um, and um, you know, I, I want to say prayerful, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's a there's a there's a almost a language that you learn eventually. You know, when you're praying to to address the Lord. Um, and I, I know that from my own point of view. I mean, I I grew up reciting prayers that I memorized, and then I stopped saying prayers altogether for many many years, and then I came back to Christ, and. Uh, Shortly thereafter, I got cancer, and I started to learn a whole different vocabulary for dealing with the Lord. And but it, it was it was scary because I I know he knew what I wanted, and but to articulate that was very very challenging for me. <clears throat> you, know, you know, dear Lord, I'm sick. Help me, please help me. And it's I think a lot of people get hung up on the idea that. They've got to say certain things. They've got to be, you know, it's got to be loaded with scripture in order to be a, a, an effective prayer or or whatever. That it's it's a conversation that you can have with God, and He'll listen to you if it's if you pray with with faith. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, no matter what you say, um, as long as it's done in faith and and you know respect for the Lord, I think it, it's something that that will will get you there. Uh, you talk about coming out of the darkness, that approaching the Lord that way, and I think that's what's keeping a lot of people stuck in the darkness is that they don't know how to talk to God. Right. They don't, you know. I mean, they'll tell you. I, I hear people say a lot of times, "I don't know what to say." Yeah, and um, I always say to them, um, "Talk to Him just as if He were your friend sitting right, right. here." And you can talk to him, but I, I don't have the right language. I don't have the right words because, uh, and it doesn't take a proper language or certain words. It's just like the three of us having a conversation here today is can be as simple as that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's very. It always makes me so sad when people say, "I have no idea. I don't know." Well, share and, your heart, right? And and how. Is it okay for me to pray for myself? Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of people are hung up on that. Yeah, yeah they don't. Mm-hmm. They think they have to have a minister or, you know, someone, a mm-hmm. prayer minister or whatever, actually pray for them. And please uh, pray for yourself. Yes, please <laughs> pray for yourself. It's you okay can do to it. Pray for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people are it is. They get guilt tripped and thinking, well, that's that's I'm being selfish praying for myself. 
Yeah. Yes. That's that's a hang up. Or God has so many other things. There's so many people who have are in much worse circumstances than I. Exactly. And so, you know, I don't want to bother God with my problems. Well, he's already bothered with our problems. <laughs> he already knows our problems. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And God cares you know, for you and, and wants you does. to talk to him. He will even give you a good parking spot when it's raining. <laughs> it's okay to ask for that. <laughs> yeah, I had that happen at the hospital one time. I was driving around and around and around and around the garage, and you know, please, Lord, help me out here. And then there it was. It was just on the. It was on the first level, about six spots from the from the entrance down to the stairs. So, <laughs> so, so God well, does know us <laughs> intimately and he does care for us. Yeah. And yeah. And of course the main <clears throat> part of us relating to God is ultimately for God's glory, right? That that's Absolutely. that's where that it's not self serving to ask for yourself, but it's because God wants you to connect with him and have a deeper relationship. So it, it's for his glory in the midst of that. It is. So trusting him for. And share yes. what God does for us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, tell your story. Tell your stories. Tell what God has done in your life. Because you may hold the key to bring freedom or healing or oh, that extra little glimmer of faith or hope or whatever that person needs mm-hmm. and to say well you know I don't I don't like to talk about it cuz I want to just don't want it to sound like I'm bragging well God's not a respecter of persons and so you know you're giving him glory by telling people what he has done for you there's, there's a wonderful song that we uh used to sing a f- quite a few years ago but it's look what the lord has done look what mm-hmm. the lord has done and you know he healed my body he healed my soul and all those wonderful things and he's done that for all of us mm-hmm. and to you know we need to be quick to share mm-hmm. and um, that's why on our Wednesday healing service, yes. we have a time when we share praise reports and we lift people up in prayer from our uh, Order of St. Luke prayer list every week, our church prayer list. And it one Wednesday a few weeks ago, every person that was there, it started with one person and it was it kind of like went like little, little igniting fires all around the room. And before it was all over, every person in the room had shared a praise report. No matter how large or no matter how small, their mind, their eyes were then turned towards something that God had done for them and they wanted to give him glory. Yes. And I get carried away when I'm doing that, leading that. I want to do a little dance. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) We need more light. That definitely brings light in dark places. It does. And the whole, I mean, the light in the the chapel, there was a lightness that came, at least I felt. Yes, indeed. It was was wonderful. Everybody seemed happy and smiling and joyful. (laughs) And there I go. So we want to share more. We want to move towards in hope and faith and trust, move towards Christ um, with our thinking, with our intentionality, um, asking, seeking, and knocking. I heard that in our conversation from Matthew 6, knowing that there's no dark place that cannot um, be re- allowed God's light to re- open that up and reveal Absolutely. His, his light yes. and his glory. Um, so believing that, knowing that, that the Lord is our shepherd, there's nothing else that we need, holding fast to him in the midst of any challenge that's set before us. 
Oh, yes, and amen. <laughs> <laughs> Let me close this in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for being our light and being our creator, our sustainer, guiding us um, to see more of Christ as we move towards you, as we seek you, and that your spirit uh, comforts and guides us. And there's not this magic moment that happens in our lives, but it's just kind of a steady growth of faith as we continue to step forward and step out in faith and trust and hope in you. And I pray for anyone listening to this, if um, they just need a word of encouragement, please call the church, call and ask. We will pray for them. And then just keep with each step of moving forward and believing and trusting and hoping that there would be uh, your blessing upon their stepping out in faith. And we pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.